amigos, ¿qué tal? Bienvenidos a Pláticas con Cameron. Hola, me llamo Cameron Kelly. Hi, friends. Welcome. Bienvenidos. In today's episode, I have a very, very special guest. Mi amiga, Erica Jimenez. Hi, Erica. ¿Cómo estás? Hola, Cam. I'm good. Estoy muy bien. ¿Cómo estás hoy? <laughs> muy bien, muy bien. Gracias, chica. Um, hoy's tema today is dating Woo! Uh, and we are the experts of dating if you were wondering i know you were so i'm gonna just tell you tell you the truth am i Facts. right erica Facts. <laughs> Facts. so today we're just kind of going like free-handed we actually don't have a certain structure that we're gonna do we're just gonna go for it and we're just gonna talk and have a good combo are you excited erica very excited i think we're gonna tear it up i agree <laughs> So one of the first things I wanted to talk to you about is the bare minimum. I feel like us girls are so satisfied with the bare minimum. Could you give me an example of like the bare minimum, Erica? Especially, okay, so I feel like with today, especially like now with like how dating is now, especially with the pandemic, I feel like the bare minimum is like getting a text back now or like responding or <laughs> or even the lust just saying oh my gosh you look so pretty in that picture like I feel like I can go on with the amount of like list of what a bare minimum is now and it's right. really it really sucks like we've had conversations before in the past where we talk about that mm -hmm. where I feel like even getting flowers is bare minimum really like, is they're opening up the door oh my gosh you think he might love like, me <laughs> <laughs> like wow like okay I see so he's really interested in me oh. it's just like that little stuff or or even just even asking more about you like in a way like opening up I feel like that's even the bare minimum because now like especially people our age like they just want in other words to say it hit it and quit it mm. and yeah. it's frustrating and especially like me growing up Latina Hispanic being a first-generation daughter, I have so much expectations from my own family where they're like, oh, so when are you meeting or bringing someone around? And I'm just like, uh, if only there was actually someone that was worth my time. I know what you mean, Erica, and it's like, you don't deserve the bare minimum, but I feel like we get so excited because it's like, boys aren't doing that much nowadays. I feel like they're very rare to find that are like very like to take things slow, want to ask you on a date. And when they ask you on a date, let me walk to your door to come get you and not Snapchat you and say, hey, yo, I'm outside. <laughs> so it's like, it's crazy, girl, like really crazy how like the bare minimum is like what every girl wants nowadays. And it's like, no, honey, not every girl I have to say, but like, I know our standards, you know, are up there, but it's like, it's the bare minimum. And he makes us so excited and happy when like a person's just like, hey, you know, how are you? Hey, Snapchatting us. And we're like, oh, this is so real. Yeah. And I completely agree with that. Even where it's like, it's not, they don't even ask for our phone numbers now. They mm -hmm. ask for our Snapchats. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh my gosh, he asked for my Snapchat. OMG. Like, okay, no, literally. Like, what are you going to do after that? Just snap. Right. I honestly, I'm not going to lie. I sometimes hate texting people on Snapchat, especially when they have my number. And I'm like, dude, just text me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, friend just text me please you have my number like stop like I just I honestly think it's just that I hate notifications but it's like right. so easy and, and it's like they want to like slide into dms okay that's cool you might be shooting your shot that way but then ask for the girl's number right yeah definitely like I've I had that happen last month um 
this guy swiped up in my story. He asked for my number, or not my number. He like, we had a little bit of conversation because we went to high school together. Um, and then he's like, oh, you should give me your snap. And I was like, yeah. And I'm just like, I would have expected more now, especially with how old we are now to ask my number. But that's just my expectation, I guess now. So. And it's not bad to have standards and like what we hope from like guys or like out of a partner or out of a relationship. But then that also gets me to the point where guys talking is dating and nobody wants to talk about that. Like, it's like, (laughs) what do you define talking as Erica? Okay, now that I've actually been in a relationship and I've grown from that and actually just, you know, grown myself as a person, I feel like talking is more of like getting to know you. It's the tell me more about yourself of like what makes you passionate, what are, what do you plan to do in your life or what do you want to do in the next couple of years after you graduate like college or stuff like that. That's what I think talking is. It's like getting to know you and all of that and I think dating for me is a different idea now where I think dating is like actually going out on dates and them meeting your friends and like even just little things where you hang out with them or they come over and you do schoolwork together or you just spend time or watch movies little stuff like that you don't even have to say it's a date if you're hanging out with them basically every single day and all that and like maybe even like spending the night and stuff like that then like you're kind of dating basically you're dating you're dating you're getting to know them even more than you were I guess you can say when you're talking because talking is more I guess like the beginning part you're getting to know someone and you're dating when you're actually going on dates you're getting to know more on a personal level they tell you a lot more things that are personal that more than you would on a first date or like when you're actually getting to know them and then you are in a relationship when they officially ask you to be, will you be my girlfriend? Will you be my girlfriend? Or whatever term they are comfortable using, you know? And that's just how I feel that I look at it. Because honestly, I've, I've dated a couple people before. And looking back, I know at the time, it's like, we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, no, we're actually dating. There's Mm -hmm. no, like, there's no term. We're not boyfriend and girlfriend, but we're dating. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, what do you, what do you think? No, I totally agree with that, Erica. That's what I mean. Talking is a form of dating because it's like, you are spending like time with them. You're trying to get to know them. So what do you call that? And it's like, yes, you are starting off at friends, but you also know that this is more than friends. If someone's taking interest in you, wanting to talk to you every second of the day, wanting to hang out with you all the time. I totally agree with everything that you're say- saying because I have talked to people before or like dated someone, but it's like, you're not in a relationship unless that person clarifies what you actually are. But I do agree that it's a form of dating because it's like, you're trying to get to know that person and you're trying to build this bond with them. So it's like, what is this if I'm spending all this time with you? But we're, we weren't dating though. Oh, I just talked to her for like six months. Six months? Like that's a long time to begin to know somebody. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's so good that you want to get to know that person. But it's like, I think that's almost a form of way of dating. Because people will say, oh, well, I was in a relationship for a year. But before that, we talked for like a year. So basically, you kind of almost dated for like two years. I think, I don't know if you think that Erica, but I think we're kind of like on the same page of thinking of like talking is a form of dating. And I'm, yeah, I just feel like the word talking should just die out 
Um, I'm, I'm here to cancel that word in 2021 and just call it dating at this point. Um, and I know people don't want to call it dating because they'll say that like, I, we weren't like in a relationship. Okay, but you can't go on dates with someone and that is a foreign, and that's dating. Why is it called a date then? I don't know. But that's how I feel about talking. No, I completely agree with you on that. Like, it's just, I don't know that it, it really just kind of, what you said really just puts the icing on the cake right there for that topic. <laughs> I'm, I'm dead, but thank you. <laughs> so another thing, since Erica's Latina and you guys know I'm a black woman, oh my goodness, the standards, the beauty standards in our like society nowadays, argh, Erica's looking at me now like she's gonna growl. It's like, it's crazy like how like <laughs> our beauty standards are nowadays and like they've always been like this, but I think as you grow older and as you mature, like you really realize, hmm, I wanna play this right now. So I, I, if you guys don't know, I'm obsessed with TikTok and I know Erica is slightly, but there's this TikTok I always see uh, my minority girls like saying all the time. So it's basically this. So basically, <laughs> it's like minority like uh, girls always singing this song and basically asking, are we ugly or did we just go to a predominantly white school? Anyways, and then they sing Good Days by SZA. That one uh, kind of hurt. No, like I said, like not, not me realizing what was actually happening all these years. So I feel like <laughs> that there's always a beauty standard and I, it's for everyone. Everyone has a beauty standard that they feel like they have to live up to, but especially for women who are minorities um, in the BIPOC community, I feel like it's so much harder because you feel like you're supposed to look a certain way, act a certain way in order for a guy to like you. And I mean, like anybody can feel this way, but I feel like there's an extra pressure because it's kind of, as in like for black women, it's kind of hard because it's not a lot of black men go for a lot of black women, but there are, yeah, I will say that like, there are tons of black men that go for black women daily, like period. But like it society, and I have to say like social media has made kind of like an evil turn against like black women and like, they don't look like this. Their hair is not long enough. They're too dark skinned, all sorts of different things that black women feel like they have to live up to. And like, there's so many beauty standards. And I know that there's probably some beauty standards too for you, Erica, as a Latina woman and like, ways that you feel like I have to look a certain way or I have to act a certain way in order for this guy to like me? Do you ever feel like that? Oh, no, definitely. Like growing up in a Hispanic household and being daughter, first daughter, being the eldest daughter has, has brought on a lot. Like growing up, I always thought a woman's place was in the kitchen that I was supposed to help and do everything in the house and like basically serve a man and as I grew up I started realizing that's kind of gross I'm sorry like no like as long as I love who I am as long as I love my background my roots and everything with that it's just like there comes a point where you have to break that off and I've always see these things where it's like you are the one that's going to break the generational curse or whatever and I do definitely do believe I'm going to be that person for my line and especially when it comes to being in a within a family and dating and all that like I always thought I had to be this person in terms with being Latina like all of these Hispanic boys and men um I always feel like they want a certain girl like the one that knows how to cook that has a uh, big butt a big big boobs and all of this and looks like the hourglass uh figure and everything 
and don't get me wrong like that's nice and I think that having that pressure too especially because I've had that pressure with like my body image since growing up from my own family has really I guess you can say put a damper on in terms of how I, I feel about when guys look at me or how I felt um, when a guy actually sparks interest in me so I'm just like oh you like me I'm like why do you like me and that really like is crazy to think about how much the society standards within the Hispanic community has affected me myself and then as well as like I've always felt and noticed too growing up that sometimes Hispanic boys don't even look at the Hispanic girls they go for um the white girls and I've when I started noticing that, I started noticing that in middle school because most of my friend was predominantly white. And so I always felt that I needed to dress a certain way, have at the time name brand Hollister and wear all of this other stuff and strain my hair every single day. Middle school me damaged my natural hair so badly. I have really pretty curly hair. I damaged it so badly in middle school and it took me years to get that back. And looking back, I'm like, I really let boys led me to do the, all this other stuff. I'm like, this sucks. I'm like, no, thank you. And it really sucks just because sometimes I even feel like that runs even more deeper just because of the way the Hispanic community is treated here in the United States. And it sucks. And as well as like, I think another thing that big, plays a big role with like being Latina and Hispanic and dating is the whole concept of machismo, where a man is supposed to just work and provide, and that's it. And a woman's supposed to stay home, do all this other stuff, and then if they don't do anything, then they are the ones creating, how can I say it, like, creating problems within a relationship, which should not be it. And I definitely feel like that still happens even within families. Um, I see it all the time where there's a little bit of misogynistic stuff going on, um, especially like me being the oldest, being about to graduate and stuff. I see it um, and I do call out my dad about it. Even my little brother, who's going to be 17 this year, I call him out. But then he also sees the like stuff that I try to fight against here and there and so he understands why I say and do what I do so it's kind of hard and even like I've talked to my brother about dating and he's he's seen me suffer through my own breakups or just mishaps with guys and he's definitely has seen the side and understands that dating can be really weird and especially within the Hispanic community or even just in our own society and generation too so it's like it's kind of weird and stuff and like you even touched upon with like sometimes like black guys don't go um towards black women and stuff like that and I definitely feel like because they're maybe too dark or um their long their hair isn't long enough or any of that and I definitely feel like that kind of topic of colorism also plays a role in the Hispanic community which I know we'll talk about that maybe in a later podcast but that's another huge factor when it comes to dating because some families especially those who are more lighter than I am because I'm I feel I feel like I'm pretty fair-skinned that they will be like they'll they'll say they're like I don't want you to end up with someone who isn't Hispanic or isn't as like your color or anything and it's kind of sometimes they'll even hint towards a certain race and I'm like excuse me like I've I've now gotten to the point where I'm comfortable calling my own family out 
And it, it's really funny how their reactions they are because I speak out or I say things and I'm like, that is not necessary. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like we've talked about it. I don't know if you have a thought on that, Cam. No, we definitely have talked about that before. And you are so right. I feel like there's colorism, colorism within our own communities. So like, that's what I say when I say like some black men don't go for black women, as in like, they want a lighter skinned woman because they don't want their child to be darker skinned if they're darker skinned, all that sorts of stuff, I think really happens in our generation. And yes, I feel like it does stem through generations, though, of how people teach their kids or like who not to talk to or this person is more worthy of your time because this X, Y, and Z. And usually they're worth their time X, Y, and Z because they look a certain way, not because of who they are as a person. And I feel like that's what dating as a whole has like turned into almost only looks, not what the person has like, like what they're doing in their life, not who the person's personality is. But I totally agree, Erica, that's that's like another thing with like beauty standards too. And that stops people and people can actually be attracted to you but feel like they can't be attracted to you because you are of a certain ethnicity or, or a certain race. And I feel like I've had that happen to me a couple of times where I think people wanted to do something, but they didn't because I'm a black woman. And I feel like they're like, well, you know, like, let me stop right here. Like we could be friends, but let me stop right here because maybe it's something that they're taught or like an unconscious bias that they have. But I totally agree with everything you said, Erica, about like, even like the straightening your hair. I remember like I got a perm in like seventh or eighth grade. So for me, you know, I have curly hair and like I had some really pretty, pretty curls growing up. But I ended up having like this like crazy like haircut or whatever. But what happened was my hair was still growing again, but I went to like a predominantly white school and I kind of liked the idea of having straight hair. I was the only black person in my class. And I was like, oh, straight hair. I would kind of look like everyone else almost in a sense, like I'd kind of fit in. So I ended up doing that, damaged my hair too, Erica. It took me like years to build my curls back up. And now like they're super healthy and I still like try to protect my hair with like box braids and all that jazz. But I have to say like the standard of what people look around you really does affect who you are as a person. And it's important to be with people who look like you or people who encourage who you are as a person. No, yeah, I completely agree. And even with like, we like kind of relating back to this topic too, where it's like, going we're going we will go to a predominantly white institution mm-hmm. and um I always see this thing on TikTok or it was a thing where they're like oh uh we want Latinas or we want this and that and so basically like I remember when Latinas were being thrown around between like the white guys uh Hispanic guys the um Middle Eastern guys and all of this and I was like since when can we be thrown around like that like nothing mm. I'm like excuse me and it's just like okay and like sometimes I feel like um I've, I've heard when especially uh white guys they're like oh I want to date a Latina because they're different they're they're like spicy they're exotic and I'm like excuse me um, so an experiment for you exactly and I was just like um it's not I'm sorry you got to give me a better reason than that and it's just like, no, thank you. And as well as like, even like saying, oh, I want, there's this huge thing, even a couple, like a month or two back, like on TikTok, where I was like, get on a toxica. I want a toxic guy. I want a toxic girl. Um, this and that. That's like, I'm like that's, no, you don't, baby girl. No, you don't. No, it's like, well, you need is therapy. <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but <laughs> it's just like, that type of mindset does is like really hyping up this trait when it's not a good trait 
and this should not be a good trait. Like, I'm not going to lie. We can all be toxic in one way or another, and we will learn and grow from it and stuff over time. But you can't stay in that mindset all the time because it's not healthy. And it's just like, knock it off with like, I want a toxic girl or I want a toxic guy. You don't want that. You do not want to be in such a horrible place in a relationship for that. Like, no, honey, change that mindset, change that thought process. Yes, I agree. And that's like what we're talking about with like the standards. Yes, there's beauty standards, but like these, there's, there's these weird, I guess, honestly, these are like fetishes or something. I don't know. Like if you want someone to be like toxic or like this person to act a certain way, like what? Like when, when do we start this? When do we start this? And I have to say like this new upcoming generation loves that and spreads it all over TikTok of like, who do you want? Like what kind of toxic person you want? How you want the person to look? Like the style that you want them to have? I even thought it was bad that like TikTok had started this thing where like you would see like guys come on screen and like people would react to, to say if this person was ugly or not. Like what? Like who are you to judge? Beauty is in the eye of the beholder and like there's no need to shame people for their looks that they genetically look like. Like what? Like it doesn't make sense to me. Hey, y'all. Thank you so much for listening to Parte Una con Erica y yo. Thank you so much for hearing us talk about dating. But the second part will be up soon, Parte Dos con Erica, about dating. But I'm so excited to continue this podcast with you all. I don't know what time of day you'll be hearing this, but I hope you have a great day, dia, month, mes, week, semana, or weekend, fin de semana. Esta ha sido Pláticas con Cameron Kelly. Hasta la vista, babies.